Do complex legal issues hold you back? Let's get energized and bring clarity to your top legal questions. This is Law Talk with the Flock by Guzman Law Firm. host Gina Guzman, a CEO, lawyer, author, woman business owner, here to help navigate you through the law, your business, and life as a leader. For today's podcast episode, I have with me Erin Adams. Erin is a business and banking attorney at Guzman Law Firm, and today we're going to focus on and talk about the PPP loans and what they mean for you and your taxes. I am super excited to have with me here today, Erin. Erin and I go way back. We actually were in law school together in the same class, and we're really fortunate and excited that a year ago we got to start working together at Guzman Law Firm. So, Erin, maybe you could start by just introducing yourself to our listeners. Sure, happy to do that, and thanks for the uh, opportunity to join the firm. Um, as, as Gina said, my name is Aaron Adams. I've been practicing uh, about 20 years, primarily in-house in you know, such interest, industries as biotech, uh, university research, real estate, finance, financial technology, uh, registered to practice in Iowa, Nebraska, recently in South Dakota, um, the Patent and Trademark Office, uh, currently pending in, in North Dakota as well. Uh, my focus has primarily been on helping our clients uh, make product deci uh, prudent decisions to run their day-to-day -day business. Uh, you know, as general counsel for companies of all size, from startups to most recently a Fortune 500, both private and public. So I've, I've seen most of the things that uh, a, a traditional business person is going to run into. Uh, you know, some of the things that are kind of bread and butter for me is drafting and you know, negotiating agreements with your customers, with your vendors, your referral partners, your regulators. Uh, information security, intellectual property, mergers and acquisitions, both on the buy and sell side, you know, executive compensation, uh, dabbled in, you know, healthcare practice, corporate governance. Again, being a general counsel at, at, at companies of various size and sophistication, like I've said, I've seen it all. Um, so that's kind of a background on, on me, Gina. Absolutely. We're so excited to add your um, depth of experience and your deep bench of knowledge to the Guzman team and uh, have you lead others within the firm as well, Aaron. And I know that our clients really enjoy working with you because you have that practical business minded approach. Uh, having been in house and been on the company side, uh, you're not just giving them, you know, here's all your options in a legal treatise. You're saying, here's what you should yep. do and why. And uh, have that uh, great practical edge to you. So uh, really a great strength uh, having you on the team, Aaron. Well, thank you. Awesome. And today, one of the things that we're going to talk about are the PPP loans because uh, the small businesses, which uh, tend to be uh, defined broadly within the uh, you know, the regulations as far as what is a small business, um, but they have had a lot of opportunity with the PPP program that came out in this last year. And so there's been uh, some clarifications under the, the new law that was passed uh, most recently, and we're going to uh, focus on those a little bit. But just to get us started, Erin, can you uh, share with our listeners a little bit more in general, what is the PPP in case they've been living under a rock and haven't heard of it? Sure. So as, as many of you know, you know with, the, with the shutdown of the pandemic uh, last February and March, Congress uh, passed the, the CARES Act, 
uh, authorizing small and, and medium-sized businesses to receive funds to offset some of their payroll and other approved expenses. So, you know, if you're paying rent uh, for particular things, your payroll expenses, you could go to the SBA and uh, obtain a loan for a, a amount of funds, usually below $150,000, uh, to offset those for a period of time. Um, it was perceived uh, and provided that the appropriate documentation to your lenders that uh, most of that stuff would, if you followed the directions uh, set forth by uh, your lender, that you're going to have those um, those loans um, forgiven and and we're we're guaranteed to um, have the funds provided to you. Unfortunately, um, what happened though was the Department of Treasury and the IRS said, "Hey, that's a great idea." but we're gonna tax you on that stuff. Uh, we're not gonna treat that as, um, uh, as opportunities for you to um, just receive free money. We wanna tax you on it because it's, it's, it's gonna be an offset against your, your income. Well, obviously that gave a lot of borrowers some heartburn, heart, heartache, and a lot of uh, you probably reached out to your local congressman and said, hey, I've got this tax liability coming due at the end of the year. Um, that was never the intent of this program. Why am I not going to be on the hook for you know substantially tens of thousands of dollars uh, when I'm already behind the eight ball from providing uh, and, and getting my my business off off the ground? Well, Congress decided that was probably a good decision to um, tell the Department of Treasury and the IRS, hey, we don't want to do that. Uh, and so as part of the new uh, updated at relief bill that was signed in December, um, not only are you allowed to kind of take a second draw on those loans, but they also provide legislation and information that says, yes, we agree, we're now not going to consider that against your gross income and therefore it's a deductible expense. Which was huge. I know we lobbied Absolutely. for that to not be taxed, uh, essentially allow those deductions to take place so that the business owners that received those funds didn't get taxed on those dollars. And I, I know we've led a big campaign with all of our clients to reach out to their Congress people and their senators to uh, help see that through. And, and that was a, a really big impact. Otherwise, I think people were going to have some negative surprises when they went to see their CPA to file their taxes for 2020. And so Right now, the way the law is, and it, it's written in the statute, they're not going to be taxed on those PPP dollars. So, That's or right. or and they can still take those expenses that uh, for the money that they spent on those qualified expenses. So, a uh, big celebration and a huge win for small business there. Absolutely, it's 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 great for everybody. It is. It's great for everyone. And, and I think in the first round of PPP money, too, there you could get up to $10 million in loans. And then the second round, they capped it at $2 million, if I remember right. I think that's right. Yep. And, and again, it's, it, with the application process, now that everybody's been through it a little bit, even the SBA lenders that, were, that you were working with uh, previously, they kind of have a better understanding of what they want from an application process. So they've certainly streamlined their processes to make it even quicker to get those dollars into your hands if you are so um, electing to uh, take, take those advantages and those loans. And I, let's talk a little bit about the forgiveness process. I know we've helped a number of clients successfully navigate that forgiveness process. And, and Aaron, what can you share with our listeners about the loan forgiveness? Yeah, so certainly it's going to um, be dependent on who your lender is on exactly what uh, documentation they're going to require. And certainly 
once you go over the $150,000 threshold on your loan amount, it's going to get a little more cumbersome. Not extremely so, but just a little bit more. You know, what we're hearing uh, from the lenders that we've talked to is it's very de minimis of, hey, just show me that you truly did on your balance sheet pay for payroll and for your um, your rents and those other things that are allowed under the statute. And okay, that's all we need. Here you go. You're forgiven. And I know the ones that I, I was uh, involved with, they, uh, I like to recommend that people set up a separate bank account for their PPP funds, especially if it was substantial amounts of money, and then just pay those allowed expenses with those funds. And uh, I think that was a very successful strategy. So to the extent that someone or a business didn't choose to do that the first round and they're going to go after a, a second round of PPP, that might be a way to streamline it for you in this in this next go round. Because the clearer the documentation and the simpler it looks to the bank, I think the faster that those loans get forgiven. That's exactly right, Gina. Here it's it's brevity and make it as simple uh, as possible. Keep it clean, keep it separated. Pay uh, To your point, set up that, that, that uh, different account and you're gonna be fine. How can Gooseman Law Firm help business leaders navigate these complex issues? Sure. So, you know, one of the things that like uh, you mentioned both uh, with your with your clients and some of the ones that I've worked with as well is helping them, uh, you know, find an appropriate lender if they don't have one in their area. Uh, you know, certainly we have uh, communication and um, referral partners and banks that we work with all the time that we can get you that, those those loans. And then certainly we've got the expertise, uh, having done it the last time around as well, to help you fill out those applications. Again, because they can be somewhat uh, tricky to make sure you've got the appropriate information on there to get them forgiven on the backside. You bet. So we'll help you get the loan and then we can help you with the paperwork to make sure it's forgiven and, and answer any of the questions along the way. That's exactly right. And I think uh, it's just important for people to, to be confident going through the process too. I, I know a lot of business owners have never received money from the government like this before. And so it's new and it can be kind of scary. And you're signing a, a lot of uh, certifications for different things and we're here to help hold their hand. That's right. And you know, certainly the nice thing too is uh, traditional SBA loans uh, applications can be somewhat cumbersome to get through because uh, they want to make sure they've got all their paperwork. Congress basically told the SBA lenders this time around, look, we need these funds in these people's hands as easily and quickly as possible. Therefore, the application process has been significantly uh, made a lot easier than those traditional ones. And yeah, it's, it's not the big, scary, worrisome thing that you traditionally would see from a, a traditional lender. Yeah, and for the most part, I, I think if you're using the funds to uh, pay your people and pay your mortgage and pay those itemized uh, expenses that you're able to spend the money on, you can go forth confidently that you're following the law and we're here to help you in that process. So thank you so much, Aaron, for sharing your insight with everyone. And I want everyone to have a great day and go make it worth it. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Law Talk with the Flock by Gooseman Law Firm. We hope you feel energized and ready to soar past your goals. Become a Flock fan and subscribe to our podcast for weekly episodes. Learn more at goosemanlaw.com.